What's up everybody, Ted Forbes here from The Art of Photography, and I was reminded on Twitter yesterday that I never did my second episode on Lartigue, and particularly his color work. So we're gonna do that today. I have researched this, and I just haven't done the show yet. So this is what I'm gonna do today. We're gonna look at Lartigue, uh, and this is a book that I'm gonna be using. This is uh, came out last year. This is called Lartigue, Life and Color. What's interesting is when I started to research this, um, you know, Lartigue is best known for um, a certain style, a certain way of shooting, mostly black and white, work. He lived to be 92. A lot of the work that he is best known for was work that he took when he was a kid. He really didn't become known to the public until the 1960s and he was born in 1894. So that's quite a while. And so it's really interesting how somebody like that, that went largely quote unquote undiscovered for a large amount of time like that, how we start to perceive their work. Anyway, a lot of this color work has become a center of focus for shows and whatnot. This was a catalog for an exhibition that was done last year. And I think it's pretty interesting. Um, the estate that that holds Lartigue's catalog and has all of his work. Um, there's some copy in here that suggests that about a third of it is actually in color, that he shot quite a bit in color, which is re he's really not known for. So without further ado, let's uh, dig in and look at some of the color work of Jacques-Henri Lartigue. So the book that I'm using for this is Lartigue, Life in Color, and I will put a link to this in the show notes. It's pretty easy to find, highly recommended. It's really well done. This was actually a catalog for an exhibition that happened last year in 2015 of some of Lartigue color work. Now, Lartigue, it's very interesting. The way this book is set up is it's done primarily by subject, but it starts with the autochrome images. And I want to talk about these kind of on their own because I think really there are it's really three elements to Lartigue's photographic work. There's the black and white work that is definitely the most known that most of us are familiar with. And then there's kind of two eras of color work that he produced. The early stuff was with these autochromes, which started around 1911. Autochromes were introduced in 1907, and I think he first got his hands on them around 1911. And then this was kind of a failed attempt due to a lot of frustration. We'll talk about this in the images. And then he picked color back up by the 1950s in color film application. And the styles are very different between the two. This first image was done in uh, 19, uh, this was done in 1913. So Lartigue's probably about, 19 years old, 18, 19, somewhere in there. And one of the things we see in this early image is an attempt to bring his style into the color um, picture. And certainly we see a familiar subject, this woman in the cap, and she's sitting on a bobsled that has wheels attached to it. But what we don't see here is that sense of action, the, that element of surprise that, that, that Lartigue had a specific style that he would go for uh, when he was showing that to us. And the reason is, is because autochrome was really difficult to shoot with. The sensitivity of autochrome of these plates was really, really low. You had to have a filter on the lens. You had to set it up a certain way. It was kind of one plate at a time. It was not like roll film. And then the worst part about it is the exposure time was four to five seconds. And so that's a long time, especially outdoors. So obviously somebody with a style like Lartigue's where you're used to capturing some kind of action, it's really impossible to do. So she's obviously posing for this picture and it doesn't nearly have the same quality uh, to it and some of the same uh, stylistic traits as his black and white work does. But what you do start to see when he when he does begin shooting with autochrome is kind of a different style that emerges that is also very strong. It's more of a, I guess, a studied type approach. Uh, you know, one thing about Lartigue that I think is really important to note is that he was an avid journalist most of his life. So we can look back through the journals and know exactly what he was thinking about certain things, who he was influenced by. Uh, being French, uh, Claude Monet was a huge influence on him. And there's a, 
they talk about it in the text in this book. He got to meet uh, Monet when he was pretty young, and he said it, for him it was like getting to meet Santa Claus. He was this gentleman who was such an inspiration to him, and you do see a lot of kind of those impressionist qualities. I mean, autochrome on its own, if you zoom way in, you can actually see the little starch particles and how the color works. Um, and so they don't reproduce very well uh, large because it's very, very grainy in that sense. But I think he starts using some of that maybe to his advantage, but also just the types of things he's going for. This woman with the hat uh, picking the flowers. A very limited color palette. Some of that is due to the way autochrome works, but I think some of that is also intentional and what colors work together. And maybe more importantly, what does the photographer choose to leave out that might be distracting to the image? Already you can see uh, in some of the plants here that there is some blur from maybe a breeze that was blowing or something like that. So autochrome was very difficult to work with. Um, you see more types of studied work, um, you know, kind of portrait studies. I love this one of the hands. The colors are very pale as a result of the film, but also. So you start to see an intent um, on Lartigue's behalf, particularly with something like this, with this autumn scene with these two women sitting with a basket with pumpkins falling out, um, of selective, and selectively and deliberately approaching color in a certain way. Now, Lartigue was also a painter, and so I have no doubt that that wasn't intentional on, on, on his behalf. But this, these, other curly these early color works really are beautiful. Um, again, you see a lot of the blur going on in the water, but they do echo some of his later work. But really, by 1927, uh, Lartigue has confessed himself in various interviews and journals that he really grew frustrated with the whole process of autochrome and it really just did not suit his way of shooting and so he abandoned it, went back to black and white. And it wasn't until nearly 30 years later in the 1950s that he came back to color and this time using roll film. And so by the 1950s, uh, Lartigue was using mainly two types of cameras, two and a quarter, I believe he had a Roloflex and then he also shot Leica's shooting 35 millimeter. Um, by the time, towards the end of his life, he was shooting pretty much exclusively 35 millimeter. But a lot of these are the medium format shots and you can start to see that we have a very different approach. It's not so much that the action came back into the images, it really didn't in many ways, but you see, I think probably influenced by his first attempt with autochrome, a more deliberate use of color. Uh, certainly a more mature photographer at this point, uh, but I love this with a very limited color palette, you know, the way these umbrellas that work here and these dark kind of cobalt colors and the way that the flowers really stand out with that. This image would not work like that in black and white, and I think it's because you know, photographers learning how to use color into their images. And I think that's very different than the way we think now. Um, I think it's less obvious. Another thing that they talk about in the text in this book, and I think this is really interesting too, and this is from Lartique's journals, as he talked about the way the seasons had an impact on him as a photographer and what he liked to shoot. And he felt that each of the four seasons had, uh, you know, in, in being a photographer and, and his passion for working with light, each of the, the light that came from the sun in each four of the four seasons has a very different look to it. And so autumn, the, the light has a certain look and then combined with elements of nature. And so it's more, um, you know, what you think of as autumn colors, obviously, but like the shot with the mist and then really bringing that out with these dark oranges and these reds and on these yellows. And you're gonna start to see um, as his work matures um, from a standpoint of color in here too, a real sense of maturity that starts to happen. Again, transposing that against winter where still maybe you have some of these browns and yellows, but then the whites of the ice and the snow start to come through. The times of the day that he'd like to shoot, I think this is very important too. Uh, you have a shorter day in winter and so making taking advantage of that in the composition by incorporating the sun, for instance. But you're gonna start to see little color palettes that come back in his work quite a bit. Uh, 
contrast this with winter where you have these kind of pale blue skies against a really very much a white background and then you know the way she's dressed here with the red sweater and then the yellow hat and the way that kind of works together I think these images probably have more uh, in common with his black and white winter images, but again, color is a very deliberate use in all of these pictures, and I think that's really important to see. Um, some other things too, this is another kind of study, but limiting that color palette is really important, and I think that was a deliberate thing that a lot of photographers of that time did. And this is obviously more of a study type image of you know the, this flower that's sitting here, but it's the reds and really the absence of color that's around it. It's not black and white, it's really kind of a dark green. Some of that had to do with the characteristics of the film that was being shot on, but again, the deliberacy in doing that I think is really important. Um, one of my favorite shots that I think works really well with that limited color palette, and this is the shot from the cover, and this woman in this uh, swimming cap that has this feathered look to it. And the way that the sky, the water, and this cap kind of contrast in blues, this being obviously darker, but then the way that contrasts with her skin. If you have other colors and other objects even in this composition, it does not work nearly as well. It also has a sense of nostalgia to it because it's very stylized for the time period, but I think that's a, a real strength that Lartigue had with the color work. Um, you're gonna start to see color palettes too that work, like the, the shot with these bananas. And how does that work against you know her red, uh, this hairpiece that she's got, and how it really brings attention to that in the overall composition. And you're gonna start to see, um, it's kind of these palettes that he uses and reuses. Here's another great one with this yellow against the white wall with the sun directly hitting it. You know, probably a, a exposure late in the day because you see the heavy shadows around her hat and the back of this plant. But the way those yellows really are brought out through that, and I think that's an important uh, trait of his work. Another style that he went into a little bit later. This was by the 1960s. Now, you also have to remember that Lartigue was pretty much unknown to the world until the 60s when he was quote unquote discovered. But Part of what I love about Lartigue is, is that there are certain elements that we characterize his quote-unquote style as being, and that's kind of the mainstream way we know Lartigue, but then there's all these other elements too, and, and there was a whole series of, I hesitate to call them street photography because I don't think that's a really appropriate name for it, but um, lifestyle images or the slice of life kind of thing. So obviously Lartigue is doing something to interact with these kids to get their attention, but what's interesting is when you remove the photographer from the equation later, then it becomes a very different thing. You're left in the middle of the scene, and so these, it feels like you're standing here reacting with these children somehow, and I think that's a, a, it's a really beautiful style and way to shoot um, I think is really important. Another one that is one of my favorites is uh, this scene here and this is actually in Rome, and it's just laundry hanging and the woman and the daughter that are walking away. And it's a very simple image, very slice of life, but again, look at the color palette, look how limited it is. Um, lots of browns, lots of really kind of almost non-colors, if you will, uh, with no saturation and earth tones. And then it really makes these colors pop between the laundry and the red sweater that the girl is wearing. So I think that's really interesting as well. And then finally, he would also bring this style through uh, with friends of his that he would do portraits of, and these are generally well-known people. This is Bill Brandt, who's another very well-known photographer, and he's walking on the beach in a blue bathrobe. But again, the time of the day that was, the way it's hitting his face, you have those colors that really pop out on that, and a very limited color palette as well. Another one that brings us back to kind of that yellowish color palette is this, I love this too, this is a portrait of uh, Edward Steichen, uh, who was the first photography curator at the Museum of Art in New York, and did quite a bit for photography in general. But it's a portrait 
portrait of he and his dog and the way it works and I love it is that Steichen is he's an older man at this point but he's kind of lost back in the depth of field there and the focus is clearly on the dog but it really works as a composition the light is very important in here and then the color of that light is is also very important as well but they're not formal portraits uh, this is Federico Fellini the great Italian film director and I like the way they work because it's 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 a very candid way of shooting. It's not uh, when we think of celebrity headshot where it's very obvious who they are, or even the environmental portrait that somebody like Arnold Newman uh, brought to us much later. But it's a very interesting way of working and I think it's it's very intimate um, it almost reduces the celebrity nature of things uh, to a degree but again with that limited color and really making that work and so it, if you combine this with um, you know this is Lartigue in color and if you combine this with some of the the there are many many books that you can find on Lartigue on the black and white work I think you're really going to get a sense of completion of a much more uh, wide-ranged uh, versatile photographer than what typically we think of Lartigue Guys. That is Lartigue Life in Color, and I will put a link to this book in the show description. It's highly recommended. It's not horribly expensive, and it's very well printed, and it is an excellent addition to anyone's collection if you enjoy Lartigue's color work. I will be honest with you. Um, when I started researching for this show, I originally intended for both my Lartigue episodes to kind of dovetail, so one after the next. I did that first episode a few months ago, and I started researching the color work, and it proved to be more challenging than what I expected. And a lot of it is, is that um, I think a lot of times artists get known for a specific thing and I think it's very human nature uh, for us as viewers of that work to want to put things into little boxes so we think of somebody's being this or somebody's being this style or this person does this and when artists have a wide range to what they do which I think is actually a very impressive quality to have and something very noble to strive for I think that that is something a wide range is something that is underappreciated oftentimes and it took me a little longer to do that because one, I wanted to get my head around Lartigue's work a little more. I was not as familiar with the color work. It is very different than a lot of the work that I'm particularly influenced by. So I had to kind of come at it from a different approach and really dig in and, and see what it was about. I think it's also interesting um, and as I mentioned a couple times in here, that Lartigue was an avid journalist. He kept a lot of journals so we can see exactly what he was thinking at different points in his life and his career. He lived to be 92 and he photographed most of his entire life. He started when he was a kid. And so, of course, if you're going to have like a 80-something year career as a photographer, you're going to go through some different styles. Lartigue, I think one of the most humble things about him and one of the things that I love the most in researching and finding out more about him is that he was an enormously, he was a person who was enormously passionate about life. He loved color, he loved composition, he loved photography, he loved painting, he loved all of the arts, he loved uh, living life. And I think that that's a really, I think that's a particularly interesting takeaway with Lartigue and I think it's something that I admire very much about him. So I would like to know what you guys think and so feel free to leave me a comment. Um, you know I think that's an interesting topic maybe for another video is how sometimes when we have a perception that's created by something maybe it's we've seen work once you know do we intentionally kind of narrow it down because that is an interesting thing to kind of consider. I, th I do it I think we all do it even though we appreciate a wide range to somebody's talent and skills we want it to be a certain way and there's an expectation that's set up and sometimes it's a little difficult to get our heads around when it's not there but anyway I'd love to know what you guys think leave me a comment if you enjoyed this video please remember to like it share it and as always subscribe to the art of photography so you'll always be up to date on all the videos we do here until the next video I'll see you guys then later